0: from santa barbara california the timeless voyager with bruce stephen holmes talk radio for the new age interviews with well-established professionals in the fields of new age
1: philosophy holistic health care energy healing
0: psychic phenomena and extraterrestrial encounters and now, Bruce Stephen Holmes, The Timeless Voyager. Uh, this is part two of a two-hour show with Katar, K-A-T-A-R. She is channeling, at this moment, Clark, and we'll go right to that. Did you, uh, did you pick Qatar? Uh, I mean, I, I remember she told me uh, many, many times before that I think you were one of the first entities to come through.
1: Yes, indeed. In this more bold and audacious way, I have that which was her first uh, initiation into the world of full body channeling. I have chosen her because of our lessons. I have been with her for many, many lifetimes, teaching her from other planes, and she had been ignoring a little bit of the FUN in her life at that Uh time. Aha!
0: So, you're lighting it up a little bit, huh?
1: Well, we do attempt, with a kick in the pants, so to speak, once in a while.
0: <laughs> well, listen, don't worry. They're, they're, they're working really hard on the uh, clauses in uh, the FCC to allow us to say other things on the air. <laughs> but we won't press it right now. Um, but, you know, I've always wondered, I mean, you obviously, not you, but a person can carry these these desires uh, r- with them all the time, can't they?
1: A soul um, is in journey to clear its consciousness of the desires of things which hold it away from itself. And so its journey is based upon how will I best learn how to let go of these desires and in so doing, not abandon them. There is no need to give up anything because when one is truly aligned with the truth behind these desires and within them, then all is allowed. You all know of the Sufi masters and the many, many teachers who can sit and feast forever and they don't change their density. Or one who can feast on a grain of rice and be fully satisfied. It's understanding that your desires aren't the problem. It's your attachment to these desires that holds you in these patterns.
0: Okay, now that's an interesting point because uh, recently I came across a very interesting concept and uh, I'll run it by you. You probably can do a little research on this and and report back. (laughs) (laughs) In my spare time. We have a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you You may find this interesting. We have uh, a technology that's been developing um, out of the Monroe Institute uh, here in uh, three dimensionality. Um, and it's a hemisync. it's that's that's probably the title of what it is. It's a way to encourage or influence or perhaps force the brain to elicit a particular response through the beating of of frequencies. Mm -hmm. And it seems that what has been found is that uh, what can be elicited are many, many different levels or changes in consciousness or perception by just, uh, like I said, influencing or encouraging the brain to be in a particular place. Here's an example. Uh, What was found, for instance, that a person in deep sleep would elicit the response of about... Maybe one or two uh, very very low frequencies. Maybe one or two frequencies a second. I think that's what it is. Something like that. It's a very slow, very slow rhythm. Uh, normally, where our brain is moving it around 16 uh, k or something like that. I'm I'm probably using the wrong numbers here, but I'm giving you an idea by by using these particular beatings uh, one in one ear on an earphone, and then the other for the other ear left and right. You're able to change the frequency of the brain immediately and bring it right to that level of deep sleep. And so what has been suggested in this, this Hemisync series is that a particular access channel can be opened up, which would allow you to, in a sense, and this is how it appears to me, command certain things to happen. Now, what I'm working on, I'm glad you brought it up, (laughs) was I came across one that's supposed to allow me to uh, either derive the most from a small piece of food, the most nutrition possible, or the reverse would be to derive no nutrition from a large amount of food. (laughs)
1: Marvelous. (laughs) Funny
0: that you would bring that up. (laughs) Technology.
1: Because in truth, uh, you can alter this... Uh, with these patterns, but you can not make the healing of the attitude and the idea be altered. It would be sublimated until the consciousness aligns itself to fully bless that.
0: So now you're, that's, that I think I follow what you're saying, but but uh, maybe you could be more specific. You're just saying that just, just changing the wave is not enough?
1: it's not enough it's a good shortcut and it will be an assistance mm-hmm. just as taking certain drugs can be an assistance to bringing these chemical balances back to the human form and the body and the mm-hmm. brain can start to act according to its its uh, more desired and soul frequencies but those things are temporary because they again uh, cause a repression or a suppression of the uh, conscious choice Mm. Of the individual. And it can be that if by doing these things, one is also aligning with in their breath and in their uh, totality of affirmation, the real choices that they are in in command with, then there will be a full healing. Mm. otherwise, it can be it will be a temporary because the attitude will resurface at some point with an individual. Now, you've all experienced that and you're growing where you believe you've gone through process and you've released and you feel great and then somewhere down the cycle again it comes up and you thought it was healed. Where did it come from? It came from the fact that you've released part of a pattern or indeed you even released the whole pattern to the greater self and as you emerge more and more of the truth of who you are the greater self bumps into itself, doesn't it? That Which you have released becomes recognized again until you are ready to absorb it in its total truth and to integrate it by love.
0: Mm. So what you're you're really saying then that this concept that we have and of course this pervades all of three-dimensionality I guess is that if something is uncomfortable you want to push it away or get rid of it. Yes. You're saying if something is uncomfortable we need to integrate it in with us through love and you mean Unconditional love. Absolutely. Which I don't think I have ever experienced. (laughs) Oh, beloved friend.
1: (laughs) Uh, You've experienced it often, but your unconditions uh, become stretched sometimes to the point where it's never often enough, and that's the limit for it.
0: But I think that unconditional love, and I don't want to get away from that for a second, but unconditional love seems to be a really ambiguous term.
1: Well, it can be taught. It's very ambiguous, but it has very specific indefiniteness
0: <laughs> in that Would you like to, you know, impart you, that on us right I'll now? I'll give you this. All
1: right. Unconditional love is the, is the willingness to be everything that you are. Unconditional love is the willingness to experience everything you experience. Unconditional love is that part of you. Which honors every choice as equal. Now, that's pretty specific. It's not easy no, for the human not. reality, because, but because it's what we have specific. is we've got
0: fear. Fear comes in. For example, if there's going to be pain, it's very hard to say I integrate this pain into my life. It's with, with, not
1: easy, with, but yeah. you must then realize that if I embrace the pain by realizing that this pain is limited. The pain is limited. It's it's created out of a limited view and out of a limited consciousness.
0: But it is so overwhelming sometimes that it's hard to look at it as limited.
1: In your breath, if you bring it through the breath and let it become part of, let it the cells of your body, which have held the fear, open up, even with the simplicity of the breathing and the oxygen, that will... It integrate. It will transform. It will become the truth of what it is instead of the limitation of what you thought
0: it was. Incidentally, I need to remind people what's going on here. This is Bruce Stephen Holmes, Timeless Voyager Radio. Uh, we are listening to Clark. Um, he is a, an entity that is channeling through uh, Qatar. Uh, and we're, we'll be talking to Qatar later. But I just wanted to remind all of you, in case you were wondering what was going on here. Um, I didn't mean to get off the subject, but I thought people might like to remember what was going on. Now,
1: I'm very grateful.
0: Um.
1: <laughs> Are we getting a little too uh, too close here? <laughs> no, no,
0: I'm real happy to no. Continue it's indeed. It.
1: Uh, we've we've said there's more. We can teach for hours and hours about love and what how to become more conscious of loving and what love really is it isn't an emotion.
0: Well I think people are ready to hear that. Let's continue.
1: All right. That let's first start with something very basic that feelings and emotions aren't the same thing. Feelings and emotions are not synonymous words. You have feeling with your emotion and your emotions feel like something to you but they are not the same thing. And so the emotion of love is not the unconditional love, because the emotion of love is your attachment to a thing or an object or a soul or an energy or an idea. And that attachment is what will bring you uh, or keep you in a state of return to yourself over and over until you have discerned for yourself that by detaching you can love more truthfully, and that will be without the emotion. Emotions aren't wrong or negative. I'm not saying every human should become um, like Spock. (laughs) I say that you need to um, discern what's the distinction between your emotions and your feelings. Your emotions are feelings of the intellectual mind. They have been created by the mind determining a feeling based maybe on a hormone situation, to be acted out and responded to in particular ways
0: so you're saying it's kind of like a trigger it's a trigger it's a trigger that, that causes like a, a an infinite repeat loop and we recognize that, that particular elicited response as being love love or fear or anger or so forth when you
1: cry at weddings mostly it's because you were taught to cry at weddings mostly you cry at funerals because you were taught to cry at funerals uh mostly you jump up and down and act like silly loons when you see an old friend because that's kind of joyful interaction gives you a certain emotional response and none of those are wrong but they without awareness of how that is within your your own need as a soul to master that you can find yourselves not ever getting to understand what unconditional love means unconditional love means that you absolutely allow every emotion to be what it is, every feeling to be what it is, and you express it through yourself, even the fear, with a bigger perspective that those things are healing as you are allowing them. You allow them, and therefore they are healed. One might define the energy of God, the energy of all that is, to be allowing, religious people have questioned forever, how does God allow these things to happen if God is so loving? Because they determine that love has something to do with their emotional needs to one another and not the unconditionality of absolute trust that everything is going to be as it is no matter what.
0: So when a person looks out and, and says, um, how could God let little children die? And that brings them that, this feeling of remorse and sorrow. And you're saying already we have the mistake of the intellect.
1: The intellect is already determined that it is separate somehow and that the death and that those energies and emotional patterns remind one and continue the separation from the soul or from the energy around you. You hold on to everything for fear you're going to lose it. You even hold on to your fear because you're. what will you do if you don't have your fear? That's what you know so well. It's a good motivator. So be it. Let it motivate you, then. And let yourself allow it to be what it is and becomes your tool. As I sit here with you as my energy known as Clark, I'm using this as a tool to communicate a certain way with you. And I know, as I was demonstrating earlier, that I am far more than this wave. And so, you know that, too. You know you're more than Bruce. You know you're more than a singer and a player and a talk show personality you know you're more than those things. You know you're more than a dad, etc., etc. And yet, in any one moment, you can become so absorbed in that part of your reality that you forget that there is a limit to how that acts and how that plays. And when forgetting that limit, one becomes attached to it. Unconditional love is is who you are, whether you know it or not. You're already doing it, whether you know it or not. The level there are levels within your being that know it continuously. And so, tap into that part of self that is unconditionally loving is to give yourself permission, maybe like a parent would to a child, to go through its tantrum, knowing that it's limited, it's going to play itself out, isn't it interesting, I don't condone it, I just allow it. You let whatever is happening in your reality be allowed. That's the unconditional love. And in that, the timing is often that there will be in the allowance also a hand going forth, giving you permission to hold it if you choose or not. Maybe a hand going forth and actually grabbing you by the collar and pulling you away. Why? Because there was a part of your energy that has said, I feel weak and I don't know that I can do this. And you have allowed yourself and your own unconditional love to be lifted. So there are that's how we sometimes as our guide selves, our master selves, our angelic selves can seemingly move reality around you or to move you in your reality it's because of that unconditional love you have.
0: So your you your view is that this is this is basically the what the grand secret <laughs> as it were. <laughs> this is it.
1: This is it. Of
0: course, this is supposed to be the easy thing to do, right? In other words, from your vantage point... It
1: is simple, and I honor from the human experience. It's not easy.
0: I'm saying, but from your vantage point, this is all there is. This is all there is. Allowance. Okay, from our vantage point, it's practically impossible and highly improbable. But it can be continued for, for, for a long period of time.
1: But the more you honor it, okay. the easier it becomes to let it be longer and longer and longer. And to have that faith that the limitations limit themselves, and eventually what you have is the eternity of this unconditional love. And it can happen in any moment. It truly can. It's with you now it can happen. If you want to keep indulging the ego and the mind of humanity, you're going to keep finding that it creates more pain and separation. If you say I am the God I am, I now command this to be true, whether the part of me that doesn't like it wants to go along or not.
0: So there's no manipulation as far as God is concerned? None at all. So, I mean, there's a lot of these a lot of these um, ideas that human beings have. Or certainly ego. Let's say ego. Ego has this idea that that God said, "Let there be light." Then there was light, and God, you know, looked at it and it was good, and he was happy, and then he went on and on from then and there. This is this really is not uh, a good example of how creation would really happen, is it?
1: Mm, it really, it, it's a good example and it's limited example because well. because the energy of God can command all things to be as we command them to be well, with course. allowing the individuations which came of the commandment mm-hmm. to be equal in it
0: perhaps I should have said and I'd I like to backtrack perhaps I should have said that how we view that is we view it as a manipulative experience
1: where is your free will?
0: are you asking me a question?
1: I'm asking you a question <laughs> You were hoping that was rhetorical, weren't you? (laughs) Uh,
0: What will you see? Well, let's see. It's over there by the door.
1: (laughs) (laughs) At this point, it's it's somewhere way deep in there now, isn't it? But my dear friends, your free will, what an interesting term, has often been interpreted as the power to say no. And you know that's right you can say no, and you will have pain with it, and we allow that. When you are aligned, when your free will realizes that the only real will that brings the truth of what the peace and the love and the joy and the heaven that you want is, is to surrender your free will and emerge with the knowingness of that greater perspective and that allowance, then your free will no longer makes you at war and makes you at struggle. You created a free will in order to define for yourself a power to be God. Isn't that what the so-called fall is? If I eat this apple, I'm going to be just like God. Oh, I have free will. I get to eat the apple and I get to pretend I'm God forever. Well, you are God. You don't have to pretend. Your free will doesn't have to create war. You can merge that will into the divine will, which is allowance.
0: But isn't it true that that you bring up the term war now? Isn't it true Uh that there are wars and rumors of wars anyway? Anyway? Just just that that is the natural...
1: It is not natural.
0: So you're saying that is not natural. It is
1: normal. It is not natural.
0: Okay. Just because
1: something's been going on doesn't mean it's natural. It is not part of the nature of God to be at war. It is the nature of the individualized aspect of God which forgot that it was part of it all to create war.
0: But in three-dimensionality, mm-hmm. there seems to be an ongoing uh, agenda. Uh, in in uh, Vedic scriptures, for instance, it is described as the interplay between uh, Rajas, Thomas, and Sattva, uh, the three forces. And that uh, the person who becomes... Enlightened, or, or understands or somehow has the experience of, of the higher dimensional, higher dimensional existence is the person who is without the three gunas Rajas, Thomas and Sattva so somehow that implies the idea that this interplay of the three forces of creation, dissolution and stabilization are going on and on and on anyway with or without you
1: It's your viewing of it that goes on uh, in the way that you do that is the limitation and it can heal. You know, all of it is limitation. It's not natural that there is war. You act on those forces based upon the idea that it's natural. It's not... The forces, the so-called forces, the natural forces of creation exist, but you have defined them just as oftentimes God was defined as a big old white hairy man, you know, with a big throne that's not me that doesn't mean that's what's natural that's what god is any more than it means that your definition or the or the interpretation of these three forces gives you permission to be at war
0: okay now i wasn't suggesting that not quite what i was suggesting was that that but perhaps three-dimensionality is going on kind of like on autopilot and that your your choice is to either be with it or without it to understand it or not understand it, to be unconditionally loving of it, to allow it—that's what I'm saying. I mean, mm-hmm. to agree well, so with this you, is
1: where I achieve my sense is that yeah. there is, from the perspective of the ascension, that awareness that whatever is going on is going to continue going on for as long as the souls choose for it to go on. As as when it chooses not to go on, it will have.
0: It's it, a co-creation experience. Yes, but I don't. I think now again use the word free will. We do have the ability to say I no longer want to be part of this co-creation existence. I presume that that's what happens when a person ascends. Or how about this then? <laughs>
1: no, well I would tell you this before <laughs> you get on to the next thing. It is right. not that we would choose against some anything. The ascension does not give one permission to choose against anything. It's choosing toward something. And that's part of the the dramas of human reality is people are choosing against Um, all all the time. So you're
0: going to have to really explain this one and develop it because I've lost this one. Choosing (laughs) what?
1: Choosing that which vibrates at your frequency of absolute unconditional love. Your choices are to be in pain or to allow pain not to be in your life. But you don't choose not pain. Uh you choose love, which incorporates all pain. It just doesn't define it as pain anymore.
0: So it's an experience that is no longer defined.
1: It's an experience no longer defined in the ways you have
0: defined them. After all, we all do know this. Uh, Dr. Hans Selye was the one who said that, that there was as much stress uh, from the from a passionate kiss as there was from the lashing of a whip. That implies that pain and pleasure both are extreme experiences on the on the physiology, and probably can be interpreted the same way since they both create the same uh, elicit the same response. That's true. So to have all of those, okay, the holistic, the uh, the wholeness, instead of defining each one as being a separate experience, if you take all the experiences and lump them together, is that what we're talking about? Somewhat. All right.
1: Suppose it's perspective, though. Suppose that. I transcend my energies into a vibration of absolute oneness and allowance of all things. I command that my breath and everything be moving at a rate of perfect oneness. And I poke a needle through my hand and it doesn't bleed. What does that mean?
0: You're asking me what it means. It
1: Well, it means a lot of things too. whoever's looking at it. One person says, wow, that person can withstand a lot of pain. Somebody okay. else might say that person's really left their body because they don't feel any pain. Another person will say, that person just doesn't know pain.
0: Well, I mean, there are other possibilities.
1: There's lots of possibilities to it. Part of the point I make here is that the energy of physiological, emotional pain transforms as you allow it to exist without defining it. So it's not even within the realm I'm speaking that pain and pleasure are, are the same thing. Because extreme pleasures are not something you have to give up, but they're also something which no longer holds you in its extreme. It just is. If I look at you where you sit, my beloved friend, I see you for everything you are, and I also see the things that are around you in this room. They exist. Completely. They may not be functional in the moment, but they are functional as they are functional.
0: And you're talking basically about focus at this point. Namely, if you focus on me while those other things are there, I am in the main...
1: You are there, but these other things enhance you and become part of you in the moment.
0: But if you take your attention off me for a second, unless I'm losing what you're saying, and focus on one of the objects, then I become one kind of like in the peripheral, so to speak.
1: You, you the are objects,
0: there. And the objects now are starting to take the focus, is that...
1: That's, that's somewhat it. That's like the first level of it. All right. The next level of it is to realize that everything in the in the focus. It's I'm focused primarily here on you, but I see everything else. I include it. It's included. All right. It's included. It's not painful unless something jumps off of that and hits you in the head, and then that's still your choice. You might think it was a tickle.
0: So the inclusion of everything, as opposed as opposed to the exclusion of some is what limits us what gives us this the definitions for example just the term pain alone is the exclusion of every other event to one event after all my heart is still beating my legs are still able to move you know we we'll go through all the things yeah you know, i could still feel the beautiful warm sun etc etc but what i focused on is that there was pain
1: and you didn't let the initial feeling Become celebrated and moved through you, you decided to indulge in it. Now, that may seem too simplistic for someone who's really oh. in excruciating lifelong pain. Okay,
0: but that's not simplistic. That's actually almost impossible. I mean, has- I'm
1: challenging you all to what I say. It's not impossible. All right. And for those of you who seek the enlightenment of your ascension, it's very probable. When your life becomes too, so painful that you can't stand it anymore, you'll do something different. You'll right. start to realize that, that the focus
0: is at your command. Yes, you can start to All right. include. No, there's a, a very good point there. Pain is certainly a tremendous motivator.
1: It has been, hasn't it? It's been quite a
0: habit. Um, people, many, many people, certainly at, at my level, need pain or pleasure. We need the carrot or the stick to get us to move around. What is the motivation when a person ascends? Is there motivation?
1: The motivation is the call of service because we are one with you. We know you are in pain, but we don't experience your pain in Mm -hmm. that same way. So we are with you in that. Our motivation is whatever is asking in our greater selves for its healing.
0: All right, so we've got service. Service. Service bringing what, what, what kind of... What kind of experience does service bring to you?
1: Knowing more than I am.
0: Is there a prag... I I hate to use the word pragmatic because I know we're not talking about three-dimensionality, but it's certainly just as real where your experience is just as real, more real than my experience is here. That's what I've been told. I believe that. It's true. All right. So your experience is a real experience. It's not like you're living in clouds or something. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, like undefined. And-
1: a cloud? I live in a castle. <laughs> my friend, my experience is real, but it is not sensual.
0: All right. Okay. That's fine. All right. I'm based on five senses or six senses, whatever. There are higher senses, though.
1: Indeed. And when I say it's non-sensual, I'm referring to the five basic human senses. It is far beyond that. My reality of the experience of serving and, and appreciating through you your loving services is a greater knowing that I am. The more you acknowledge in your human embodiments who you are, the more I am. The more I know that I am. The more that I know that, the more available light and love there is to be reflected to you, to remind you that you are. And then right. you can be more of it.
0: Let's just take a break for a second. This is Bruce Stephen Holmes, Timeless Voyager Radio, talking today with Clark, of all people. And it's great. We appreciate it. Nobody, I, I, Do you ever get a chance to talk like this for a long period of time? It's been a little while, so all to speak. Right. Bruce Stephen Holmes, Timeless Voyager Radio, having an incredible... And a a very, very uh, informative experience, dialogue with Clark, uh, who has uh, come through from uh, some realm that I certainly don't uh, know about in my three-dimensional experience anyway. Um, Katar is the guest. She is uh, described as a full-body trance channel and the energy of Clark, very, very interesting person has been coming through and giving us a lot of information. So just not F-U-N, though.
1: Well, I hope that you're having F-U-N as I tickle your emotions and your brain.
0: All right, where were we? Does anybody remember where we were?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, my friend. I know where we were. I choose now to remind you at this uh, place of your time, as you call it, to exist, that there is far more to your being in choices than y- your need to prove. And so often, your this is where your free will, as we have said before, comes to be your entrapment, that you believe that it's your, your need to prove your free will or to prove your soul's existence or your divinity by demanding your reality to exist in certain ways, rather than commanding it to exist. So now we've brought in another... Mm, vocabulary to right. examine
0: so demand versus command yes which i like I now there's there's quite a syntax difference just grammatically speaking but why don't we hear what your all right
1: is? so so that in demanding your universe to exist you hold yourself in empowerment over it rather than as an experiencer with it in commanding it, you align with it, and you merge to the dance of everything in your reality. A commander of a ship is one who may give orders to others. He may give the appearance of, of being in charge, but what he is is keeping the bigger perspective, keeping everyone in their perfect place to, so that everything runs smoothly in allowance. He doesn't make anyone more important than anyone else commander of the universe is everyone who acknowledges their equality and their, and their empowerment just in being this. To have your choices in your life become difficult. We know when you become bewildered, I don't know which way to go. I can make it so easy by letting you know that all choices are equal. No matter which way you choose, there will be truth within it for you, and there will be a need within it that you can become more of who you really are in it. Are there some choices that will feel better? Many. And these are the ways that you have learned, is by getting beat on the head, oh, don't go that way, get beat on the head, don't go that way. So you learn to choose by not choosing the path that hurt before. Mm
0: -hmm. But it's the, it's the intellect. I don't mean to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. it is the intellect then that that creates this Maya experience or the illusion that if I had gone to the left, it would have been better, or if I had done this, this would have happened. When and when in reality there is really what one choice.
1: There is the one choice, and that comes back to where I have said, in your free will, when you stop playing at war with the rest of the world, your free will integrates to the will of the One. Now, with that, my friend, we can talk for hours in your dimension. And you do know what I say, that there are others here that would share briefly with you now an energy essence. And so I give you my FUN, and I toast my glass of mead, be at one and be at peace.
0: Clark, thank you so much.
1: You know me as she who is mother and queen of heavens. I am your friend, Mary. I would love to give you all the love I have. Will you receive it? Do you know how much there is available to you through my beloved Son and all in this light? Pray no more to me. When you pray your rosaries or pray your inner thoughts, pray them to the God which we are one with and allow me to be called to you to hold with you this prayer Your peace is my desire. You have done such wonderful things on your planet. You have prayed for peace and it has come forward in demonstration. In many places on the earth we have healed much of the fear and the energy held in the so-called communisms of the world and the balancing is still occurring. Your prayers need to continue so that peace within is recognized and allowed to be expanded toward the future as things change on this earth. You will then have an easy remembrance of how to be at peace in these things. I would come to visit you so often, not just the children, but all of you. I have made my presence known in many ways and I ask you to ask now from within your prayers to be lifted to the all that is Father to heal the leaders of your time. Those who lead in your religions as well as in your governments. Bring blessings upon them now, for they bring us all to crossroads. We ask that the Holy Father of Rome step down that he research what we have given him and teach the truth let it be known and we ask and pray that the leadership of this country and of all the nations step down and retrieve the truth and give it to the people of this land so that freedom will come forward as it has been planned for all. When the roses are here with you and there are no roses then I am here and I will joyfully dance with you. Thank you, my friends, my children, for hearing these words now and for becoming in peace and in the One. Amen. So it is. The name Sananda, I bless you for all time. Ate Malkuth Vegiburah Vegidula Leolam Amen. The name of Jesus, Yeshua ben Joseph. I am most known to you, and I would love that you love the remembrance of this one thing. I, in that life embodiment, did not come to change the law, but to fulfill the law. And I ask you to please remind yourselves your task is not to change the law, but to fulfill the law. The law is love. I send forth my healing golden ray to each of you who hear me now. I touch you on your heart and in that region of your body that now calls to be healed. Know you are worthy. Proclaim it. Command your healing in me With your own God, I am. The own Christed presence that you are.
0: All right, so we've... (laughs) All right, I'll I'll, uh, talk for a few minutes. But those of you who are listening, um, basically what has happened is that uh, Katar has uh, become present again, and she is uh, realizing that it's been a long time (laughs) since... uh, since that the, the uh, channeling began, and it takes a little while for her to regain her composure. Is that correct?
1: Um, I don't. Know. It's not so much that I realize it's been a long time, except some parts of my body are telling me so. But yeah. <laughs> my um, coming back can be the appearance of grogginess, whether I'm gone for five minutes or an hour. But that's what a wonderful trip I had. I thank you, everyone, Bruce and everyone. <laughs> what a great trip. <laughs> I like this free tickets to everywhere we ended
0: up we end up hearing having a, a two-hour special which is fine that's great um, just some reflections uh, we've got certainly we've had a lot of time for change mm-hmm. um, I thought it would be good not to uh, cut everyone off in order to make one hour out of this thing so the question that I have now is maybe you would like to take a few moments uh, to maybe tell us a little bit about your experience uh, those parts that you would feel are appropriate?
1: Oh, I'd be glad to. It helps me to integrate it or to become focused on it instead of losing it like a dream. Um, Part of what I was experiencing during my uh, travels was that being brought into a place that I've been a few times, I call it a place just for convenience in the moment, where souls were becoming familiar with Uh, their new embodiments it was like we would call baby souls but they necessarily weren't infant in soul age but they were souls becoming focused on becoming incarnate Mm -hmm. and so what I was observing was a certain playfulness among them as to um, as I've done before exchanging masks what appeared to be masks or like trying on different faces or body types almost like
0: going to uh, the clothing store
1: (laughs) Kind of like that, and, and uh, they were, some of them it was, it was, and I've seen this before, and it just fascinates me that, that in a certain way they were asking a sense of permission which one was going to work best, because maybe they needed to recognize each other when they got down here. Hmm. It was really a, an interesting uh, task or, that they were doing. And then I was moved to... Um, this temple where I was being given a a talking to by one of my teachers, Ariana. I don't know if you remember meeting Ariana before, but she was giving me a lesson regarding some things I've been asking to learn on my personality recently, and relationships especially, and human uh, male-female things. And a lot of times Ariana teaches about male and female balancing. And at that point, uh, one of the things that is most vivid about the experience after some of the verbal so-called or thought lessons, um, there was a, an opportunity for me to feel um, that I was being cleared in a way that I've never been cleared before. Um, I would describe it like a tube of like almost blue light coming down over me. And that felt to me like I was like an electrical current, mm-hmm. and memories were being seemingly exchanged through it. And uh, it was just—it's hard to describe it—but it was as if memories were being exchanged through it, and I was sort of being reinstigated certain memories, but others just left that weren't appropriate anymore. So mm-hmm. it was quite a blessing to have been given that in that. In that place, so I thank you again.
0: So should I charge you for this?
1: <laughs> uh
0: I'm <only> sure. <laughs> um, you know it's 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 interesting because um, I've heard this so much uh, from teachers. We hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, say, so, "Well, why do you teach?" And they'll say, "Because the experience of teaching brings me something."
1: Absolutely.
0: And uh, I asked the same question to Clark. Oh. Who, you know, is, um, has his own.
1: <laughs> he <he's> a unique <laughs> perspective.
0: <laughs> <laughs> However, I uh, saw a different side of Clark that I haven't seen for a long time. He spent a good half hour. Oh, really? He taught a lot. I think a lot of people got a lot of good information about unconditional love. And it was very good. When you have a chance to listen to the tape, I'm sure you'll enjoy it yourself.
1: Wonderful. <laughs> we are planning uh, in June of this Implied year. Implied in that, folks, <laughs> is
0: that they're getting away from the California fault line. <laughs> Do you get the idea?
1: Oh, we find no fault with California. I have a, a Part of me grieves in leaving uh, yeah, this beauty. Yeah, really. <laughs> but, uh, we going
0: are... into the oven. The oven of Scottsdale. We have a few minutes. What are some important issues do you think that are coming up now uh, in the uh, play shops with spirit that you've seen come up, let's say, in the last few weeks or Mm -hmm. months?
1: Well, uh, there have been issues brought forward uh, regarding uh, the lessons around the acceleration of the light body. uh, The acceleration of that part of consciousness which brings in the light body. There have been a lot of teachings about how to know when you're in the right place at the right time, especially here in California. So many people are more and more concerned about the quakes or the earth changes. And I would say right now in summation for anybody who's aware of these things that we're not leaving Santa Barbara because of, it, <laughs> of a secret message. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're all leaving
0: because is leaving. <laughs> uh,
1: we, uh, there may be some activity uh, shortly, but it's certainly not going to be this, the big one kind of situation. So... Um, in fact, Mother Mary uh, has come through and, t- and taught a few classes recently. And one of the things that she said for people here who are not sure they would know when to be aware of anything is, well, when the waters rise and they don't recede, it's a good sign.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, so as we're standing knee deep in water and the and the wave is coming in and we can see the tidal wave over the mesa, <laughs> we know that we should be getting out if we can. <laughs> uh,
1: it's it's uh, it's just one of the things that people here. Many people are going to need to be wherever yeah. they are on the continent or on the on the planet. I, I would rather say. Well, this uh, doesn't
0: mean that the whole planet, I uh, mean, the continent is safe except for California. That's
1: right. There's, when changes happen, they're going to be happening. And so everyone will be where they need to be for their lesson or for their service. Uh, one of the other things that have been coming, coming in the play shops is um, deepening the awareness of uh, responsibility and uh, that's been a personal lesson of mine, but they've been doing some sharing on the nature of responsibility. That's kind of a teaser, isn't it, leaving it out there? What does that mean?
0: It's good. It means another show. All right. I want to thank you for coming out here today, Qatar. It's been wonderful.
1: Thanks, I've enjoyed it. And
0: thank you all of those great uh, entities that came through today. Mary and... Goodness, I can't mention them all. Clark... uh, uh, Kamara Sanat um, is that right? Sanat Kamara I'm sorry I said it backwards um, and Lord Jesus
1: wow I'm um, honored
0: um, thank you for listening to Timeless Voyager Radio this is Bruce Stephen Holmes and I hope that your own personal voyage through life towards the development of your highest potential is a joyous mm-hmm. and successful one